Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Andrea. We are bringing you the Real Moms Real Life Podcast, your guide to self-empowerment and taking on each day as your best self. This is episode number 68. Today, Andrea and I are talking about surrounding yourself with supportive people. Let us know if there are any topics you would like to hear. Don't forget, all of the resources on this podcast are meant for information purposes only and not to be confused for medical advice or treatment. Hey, Andrea. Hey, Beth. How are you? I'm good. You know, baby's still with me, so (laughs) (laughs) that's life. But I did have a big announcement that I wanted to make and made sure that we get it out early in the podcast rather than at the end. So we are going to be having Cassie Joy Garcia from Fed and Fit on the podcast probably later this month, maybe early May. It's still in the scheduling. But to celebrate that, we are going to be giving away her new book that comes out at the end of the month. It's It comes out April 23rd. And the book is Cook Once, Eat All Week. I have pre-ordered it. I have tried some of the meals. It is fantastic. We are going to talk to her, her more about it. But in order to enter to win a copy of the book, and we will buy it for you, no strings attached, except that you do need to write us a review on iTunes. So here's what you got to do. You need to go into iTunes. There's a link in the show notes of how to get to iTunes and write us a review. And then I need you to screenshot your review and email it to featsofrealeats.com. Okay, so that is how you enter it. So that's how we can then contact you that you have won. And I will tell you, there are not a ton of reviews right now. So this is your probability of winning this book can be high. And if you can, uh, if you share, we'll post some things on social media. We may give some bonus entries to people that also share this kind of thing. We'll play around with that as well. But the biggest way to get the most entries is to write us a review on iTunes. All right. Sound good, Andrea? It sounds great. And I do want to say that because I actually cannot really get on iTunes easy in any way, shape or form. So a review on like, what is it? Is it? I forget where I wrote it. I think it's Stitcher. We can link to it. Whatever the other big like Android one is. I have a Chromebook and it's actually impossible for me to get on iTunes. So I'd have to like go to a library or whatever. So we... I was in a, there was a giveaway the other day that was only on iTunes and I was like, oh, what the hell? And she's like, no, it's cool. Like you can write it on any of those. So as long as it's on any of the major podcast things, it's totally fine because I get that with Android, it's impossible to get on iTunes. (laughs) And we'll check, um, we're on Spotify, Stitcher and um, and iTunes. So we'll check all three of those. There's some like kind of out there Android ones. Yeah, just those, I think. Yeah, Spotify, I think the one. Yeah, Yeah, Spotify. (laughs) Stitcher and Android. Perfect. (laughs) All right. So this week I wanted to talk about supporting supporting yourself with supportive people. Yes, surrounding yourself with supportive people. This is something that's been kind of on my mind a lot lately um, because I feel like I'm in a really good place now of people that are really helpful and supportive and align with my values. And I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about kind of how to go about that or how and how to realize how to figure out how the people around you are making you feel. 
Yes, and I love that. And I want to say that for pretty much everything we're saying in this podcast, when we're talking about the people around you, it is not just physical people around you. These are your online communities that you formed, who you follow on social media, like the books you read, the, you know, the magazines you read, like all of that counts as who you're surrounding yourself because in this day and age, we can create our own little bubbles. So you get to create the bubble for yourself. So I just wanted to throw that piece in there. Definitely. And I think that the easiest place to start is that kind of social media bubble because people don't know really if you unfollow them, right? So that's like the easiest way to to trim the fat. Yes, I'll take over. Baby needs some attention. Um, It really is the easiest way to trim the fat, as Beth was going to say, because Ultimately, if you're worried about someone getting offended that you're not following them on Facebook, one, wow, but two, if in that case, you can just unfollow them and not, you don't even have to like unfriend them and they won't know and they're not going to show up in your newsfeed. So you're not going to see their like posts about how they, I don't know, like hate other people or whatever their posts are that just like make you feel like ugh inside. Um, and I think um on Instagram just what pictures you're scrolling through like if you're scrolling through all these pictures that make you feel inferior make you feel like you're less than make you feel like oh this is something I need to you know work towards I'm not good enough then unfollow those accounts like only follow images that make you feel really positive of yourself about yourself and you know whatever that is for you you know works for you there's a ton of body positivity accounts I think that's kind of the main thing that women follow is they're following fitness models and um, even you know nutrition people are responsible for this of kind of making us feel bad about ourselves and it's a personal thing for me I know for a while I had to unfollow I probably said this before a lot of like my fellow like nutritional therapists because they're pictures of like gorgeous food was just kind of a trigger for me. It was like made me feel like I suck and I can't, you know, cook and whatever. It was just, it just triggered me for whatever reason. It's kind of silly that it does, but it does. So I just unfollowed them. I was like, sorry guys, like your pictures are gorgeous, but it makes me feel like shit. So I'm going to unfollow you because I can, (laughs) why not? You know, so now I just don't follow that stuff and I just make the food I want and it just looks ugly because I'm not a great pretty cook and that's cool. <laughs> so yeah, just creating that. And then I'll let Beth touch on the more people, people around you too. And I did want to add um, something on Facebook, which I really like. If you're not sure if this is a triggering thing, they have an option to like snooze for 30 days. So you don't have to like turn it off completely but then you just snooze it for 30 days. It doesn't show up if, you know, you're scrolling through. And then 30 days later, all of a sudden, you're just going to start seeing them again. And you can be like, huh, I don't really like seeing these. And then maybe you just turn them off completely or unfollow that or what have you. But it's a nice sort of in-between if you are a Facebook user to sort of evaluate okay, I don't really want to get rid of them as a person to follow or a company to follow, but these things might be triggering for me. I think that's such a good point because I think there really are some great inspirational people out there. Um, for me, I had to unfollow and like unsubscribe and, and whatnot from a lot of 
like entrepreneur women who honestly are amazing. Like they're great, super positive people to follow. But it was just for me at the point that I am in my business, it was triggering because it was making me feel like I should be doing way more. I need to have an email list. I need to have all these things. And all it did is make me anxious. So there's a few of them that I kind of just like wrote them down somewhere where I'm like, okay, when I'm like ready to do like be consistent with an email list or do whatnot, I, I would love to follow these people again. But like right now, it just isn't what I need. It's not the message I need coming into me like multiple times a week or every day. So just know that like you can unfollow people, like even inspirational people can be triggering. <laughs> so like it's cool. Just unfollow them if it triggers you. If you, it makes your body be like, yeah fuck you or something like that is the instinct unfollow them like you can always follow them again later when you're ready absolutely so now when we're talking about actual people i feel like i've got a couple categories you've got you've got family which is you know you, you have to approach a little bit differently than that kind of friends and acquaintance category and again you don't necessarily it doesn't necessarily have to be someone that you see on a day-to-day basis. What you need to do to evaluate what this person is doing in your life is spend some time with them. Either whether it's a phone call, a, you know, a drop-off interaction, if it's like a caregiver for your child or a mom's night or like a girl's thing or maybe even a couple event like an event that you get together as a couple or someone you see at the gym see how you feel after interacting with them do you feel more tired drained just like exhausted or do you feel a little bit like excited revved up energized you know or you might just have this like general feeling of calm or sort of a neutral feeling like it didn't change your emotional levels one way or the other that's sort of the way to kind of figure out like maybe I should spend a little bit more time with these people the ones that bring you up if especially if you're not feeling if you're feeling a little bit down maybe you have like this list like these are the people that bring me up these are the people that energize me or maybe when i am a little bit like running too high my engines like up here like whoa who are my people that bring me down and like create a sense of calm the people that make you feel like on edge agitated you need to really question the amount of time that you spend with them. Now, if they are family, you can only do so much, but you can evaluate how you're spending that time with them. So for instance, maybe you and your dad always butt heads when you're alone together. But maybe as a full group, when you do family things, maybe your dad gets along really well with your child and they have a really great interaction. And maybe you just say, okay, I'm not going to spend one-on-one time with my dad or I'm never, or at least I'm not going to spend one-on-one time with my dad when I'm in like a lower state. I'm going to make sure that I'm doing good and I'm confident and that I'm feeling good about it before you, you know, agree to doing these one-on-one things. Um, I'm trying to think about other sort of family-related things, just think about 
when you're evaluating people, particularly family, people that you may not necessarily want to weed out of your life, evaluate how they are you know, how are they are best used? Maybe, maybe your family is best when they are in their one-on-one scenarios. Maybe they're best when you're meeting out to dinner. Maybe it doesn't work well if they come to your house or you go to their house because that's like an unknown amount of time that you're spending with them. But maybe your family events are, let's meet at this restaurant because I know that we're not going to be there for more than an hour and a half and we will meet there and we will go our separate ways and it will be okay and I can handle that type of scenario because I know it's not ongoing. Um, Maybe family isn't local, but you want to visit them, but it always kind of goes wonky when you stay with them. Well, make up some sort of an excuse or just say, hey, I want to come see you, but we're going to stay at the nearby hotel or something like that. Or, hey, I'd love for you to come visit us, but the house is a little bit you know, wild right now. So I'll chip in so that you can stay at this Airbnb or VRBO or something like that. Does that make sense from a like family perspective? Totally. And yeah, I want to touch on that a little bit. I feel like family can be tricky because, you know, (laughs) for all the reasons Beth said. So, and I definitely have family members who I limit my time with and I think just getting really clear about your needs and following them. Like if you don't want to spend more than two hours at a time with that person, then you need to be the one that says, okay, we're leaving now and standing up with that. We get so worried about offending people and like worrying about what they're going to say. If, Hey, we say, Hey, I'm going to stay in a hotel. I'm not going to stay with you. We let our, you know, kind of like, fear of what they're going to say and that they're going to yell at us and whatnot get in the way of just then standing up for ourselves. So it means you go take a vacation and you're like miserable the whole time. And it's like, okay, this is your life too. Like, why are we letting, you know, what someone is going to say dictate our vacation or whatever it might be. So I think just getting really clear of like, all right, five, 10 minutes of uncomfortableness is worth then like having a four day vacation that is much more peaceful because you get to go back to the hotel. So just like keeping that in mind, because I do have a family member who every, literally every time I call her, she just yells at me for not calling her enough. It doesn't matter how often I call her. And it's just like, a, I, I do not like talking to her. There's nothing energizing about talking to her. However, it's not someone I want to cut out of my life. You know, it's not like to that point I can manage my own emotions around her and it just has gotten to the point where it used to be something that really affected me and it you know that I probably like bitch about my conversation her with her for three days and like whatever it just like got me down and now it's to the point where I talked to her yesterday it's just kind of like I just say okay to her comments I don't try to defend myself I don't try to fight back it's just like okay okay like that's what you believe okay and I just like leave it at that And like, I just let it all just pass over me, whatever, you know, get the little bit. There are some good parts of the interaction. I try to like soak in those parts and then like just be done with it. But I don't call her like I'm like, oh, if I call her every week, I could probably avoid the, you know, verbal thrashing every single time. But I don't want to do that because that would be way too much effort to do that. So I just kind of know like whatever it's worth taking five minutes of being yelled at in order to just kind of maintain my relationship with her and not have to call her every week. And it's just, you just do what you got to do and manage your energy 
around the people that you don't want to cut out of your life, but you also maybe don't want to spend too much time with. I love it. Yeah. So when it comes to family, I don't know. I'm not necessarily advocating for cutting them out of your life, but figure out how you can handle being, you know, what type of interactions you want to have with them, how you can approach, change your mindset around those interactions. And, you know, I think particularly it's like, well, what kind of relationship, if your relationship with them isn't great, what kind of relationship do you want them to have with their, with your children? So, you know, for me, one of the things that I love is that my my kids have a great relationship with their grandparents and their aunt and uncle and that kind of thing. And, you know, I, I love that about, you know, whether or not my relationship is good or bad or on a specific day. I mean, because I feel like with postpartum hormones, my day could be, my, my relationship could be different depending on the day of how I'm feeling. But I don't want that to impact the relationship that they have with my children. So I sort of use that as a focal point sometimes if I'm not feeling totally on it from from that perspective. Yeah, totally. And I know we were talking about um, this last week that you wanted to touch on it in terms of like fueling your passion and having people who are supportive of you. And that piece is so important. And I wanted to kind of since we were on the family thing is say that you can kind of compartmentalize, you know, who you entrust to know about your passions or who you entrust to let their opinions matter about what you're doing. Because for me, my family, well, my family is just interesting, but um, <laughs> I have a fine relationship with my parents. I also, you know, it, I don't live in the same city and I think that's very good for our relationship. But ultimately, my mom or my parents are not someone I could really sit down with and be like, here are what my dreams are. Like they like I know there's people who their moms are their biggest fans. And, you know, when it comes to stuff like that, like my parents are not like that um, at all and not in a bad way. They just are very like traditional and they're like, you know, what do you mean you want to be even though they're entrepreneurs themselves, like they both have their own business, but it's in a very traditional sense. Like my mom's a dentist, she runs a dental practice and my dad's a physician and you know, he has his doctor's office. So it's like, from that sense, like if I told them I wanted to, you know, start a PT clinic, they would probably be like super supportive of me. Like they'd be like all in and like probably help me out so much. But like me being like, Oh, I want to be, you know, or I, I, coach people online and like their emotions they're like what the fuck (laughs) like because they don't show their emotions like they don't understand that at all so whether or not like they don't say anything like bad to me they kind of I mean they have their comments I just I just so ignore them at their at this point that I don't really realize their negative comments I just am like whatever (laughs) so I don't talk to them about it actively like if they ask questions I just answer really minimal minimally kind of tell them the bare minimum and just like leave it at that they obviously see what I post on social media and things like that um and then you know I have I think family in a lot of times can be this weird, like they're trying to support you out of love, but in doing so they're detracting from your business. So like, I think a lot of people have those people in their life where they're like, no, we support you, but we don't want to see you get hurt. We don't want to see you fail. And in doing that, it's actually this like, you know, really negative experience. And you start like, oh my gosh, 
can I make a living crocheting hats since that was a math thing that Beth mentioned last time? You know, it's like, yeah, you totally could. If you want to make that happen, like 100%, you could probably make a shit ton of money if you did it right. Um, or like, you know, if that's something you wanted to do, it's, but you'll probably have people in your life that are like, wait, what? You want to quit your job as a lawyer that makes, you know, a six figure salary to crochet hats? Like, are you crazy? But it's like, oh yeah, I am. And if that's what I want to do, you can do that. So just finding those people who, um, you know, they're support or they're, they think they're supporting you, you know, out of love and out of kind of trying to protect you, but really all they're doing is taking away from your passion. I love the point that you're making about finding friends and realizing how people are supporting you and if they think that it's helping you but it's actually taking away from your passion. What I would really recommend is taking a look at what friends and family you have around you and kind of putting them into different categories and saying, okay, so-and-so is a really great friend to talk about. Uh, parenting relationships with and uh, this other person is also an entrepreneur and is maybe two steps ahead of me or wants to be an accountability partner in this and wants to go along and they're really supportive in that business aspect and maybe this other group of friends or these other people are really great to help you maintain your self-care or do book clubs or outings with or um you know can just share in the uh, maybe an interest or a hobby or a non-monetary passion that you may have maybe you have your misery loves company friends or your all of optimism friends you know you can have different friends that you use for different things and friends different friends that you go to for different things you may not want to tell your entrepreneur friend about your struggles with parenting because maybe their parenting views are different so their response may you may feel might be more of a judgment response and less of an empathy response. You want to seek friends that can have that empathy response for the specific topic that you're talking about. And it doesn't have to be the same with all of your friends. So, you know, you might tell Susie, oh my gosh, I cannot get my kids to sleep at night and I just don't want to let them cry and I don't know what other options they are because Susie and you have very similar uh, relational parenting relational values and bonds so maybe they can help you work through it or you can just be a little bit like no this is the crap that I'm going through right now it's also important that you don't have to have all of your friends be optimistic and bubbly and happy all the time you can have friends that you share the good, the bad, and the ugly with. You know, you want to have different friends for different reasons, but the friends that you have, you want to trust with the information that you're sharing. So as long as you're coming away from an experience with them, feeling full of, that was a good conversation, and you may not be happy about it, you may not be enlightened by it, but you trust them and you feel good sharing what you did with them. You're not walking away from it saying, oh God, what did I just do? Why did I tell them that? Or walking away and you're just, you know, feeling dragged or bogged down or that kind of thing. 
Totally. And I think having those friends that have that wide range of emotions with you and it's safe to share your emotions are so, you know, so important because we're not floating on a cloud all the time. So it's good to have, you know, someone that you can entrust your feelings to and trust that they're going to like keep them safe and respect them. So I think that's really awesome and important. And I love that you're like kind of a compartmentalization. Wow. It's a big word of, of friends and just kind of knowing who you feel safe with what, because I, I don't know, maybe it's just like the, the forum I'm on or the Facebook group I'm in, or it's just been a thing lately, but I really feel like I've seen this whole like cutting people out of their life a lot recently. And it kind of is like really gets on my nerves because like, yes, I'm like all for like setting up our boundaries, but I feel like in many cases, not in all cases at all, there absolutely are people you could probably cut out of your life. Like, I feel like cutting someone out of your life is pretty dramatic. And when I read these people's scenarios, uh, there are absolutely some where I'm like, yeah, dude, absolutely cut that person out of your life. But some of them, it's kind of like, no, just don't share those certain things with them or like, you know, learn to manage your own emotions around them because it sounds like they bring a lot of other great stuff to your life. So it's just kind of finding how you, you can make that relationship with someone work for both of you ultimately, because if you're having a negative experience with someone, chances are they're not coming from that experience, having the best, you know, feelings either. It's pretty rare that someone's coming out, you know, both people are leaving a scenario. One person's feeling elated and the other person's feeling terrible. Like chances are it's bringing both people down. So I think that's just really important. You know, it can help protect your relationship with a person by compartmentalizing. I cannot say that word. And you don't need to burn bridges. So, like, I'm not saying, you know, when we're talking about trimming the fat, which I feel like is like a bad expression, except that, you know, if you get a really fatty piece of meat, you're probably going to trim it off. So, um, anyways, you you don't have to be like, cut, sorry, I don't have time for you anymore, you know, or you don't have to say that to them. It's just like, hey, you just happen to be busy for things like let's say you've got a friend that doesn't have kids and you have kids guess what you're gonna have less time for this friend anyway especially if they don't have kids that you can like get their kids together it's gonna be a lot harder to get together whether or not you want to be friends with them so you can let that happen kind of more naturally you know it's not like all right, well, if you're actually like dating somebody or married to somebody, you may have to tell them that you want to be out of the relationship. But when it comes to friends, you can just drift apart. And if you don't let those burn, you know, bridges burn, maybe maybe you unfollow them on Facebook, but you're still friends with them. And then all of a sudden, you hear something about something they've done that you're like, oh my gosh, this is, we should connect about this and, and reconnect. And you talk to each other again and you realize that, you know, you picked up right where you left off when you left off on a good note and it's like, yes, now you're, you're a supportive person in my life again and we don't have to start over. And so I think that keeping, keeping your options open and not just being like, nope, sorry, peace out. I mean, I've get, I get those posts sometimes on Facebook that's like, congratulations. If you're seeing this, you've made it through the recent friend purge. And I'm like, wow, way to be an asshole. Like, (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, you don't have to announce that you're cutting people out of your life. You can just get, you're, you're probably already busy, and you can just kind of let it happen naturally. And the best friends are those that don't worry about that. Like, my best friend lives in Colorado. 
we see each other my hope is once a year which is which is usually good especially now that we both have kids but and we talk to each other maybe once every one to two months and every time we talk to each other there is no like I'm sorry I haven't called it's been busy it's just hey how's it going what what are you doing right now and we just catch up in that life and it is awesome and there is no regret there is no sadness it just works and um and she is someone that I can talk to almost anything about even though she's not next door and I don't see her very often um but it's okay totally yeah I think that's that's so great and I think just the relate making a relationship work for you is just what the most important piece is and you're also allowed to have like boundaries like with someone of like you know what I love you very much I love spending time with you however I think it is best if we don't talk about this one topic. You know, maybe there's just that one topic that does not work for you guys. And just draw that boundary and leave it at that. And that's totally cool, you know. Um, But I I also still, I wanted to go back to, you know, kind of what you're saying about your best friend's somewhere else. And you don't have someone next door. And I think this you know, time, a lot of people, you know, they've moved for jobs, they've moved for whatever, their friends have moved away, you know, I feel like there is a lot of drifting apart. And so it's, it's just knowing you can have this group of supportive people, even if you don't have, you know, people locally anymore. It's like, you can make that in your own little way through phone calls, through even Facebook friends that you've never met in person, again, through the books you read at night, like, you can, consider all of like these things even if the author of the book doesn't know you exist like you can be like they're my friend and my support like you're allowed to do that you can like it's it's your relationship with that person and that counts as your circle of like supportiveness um it doesn't need to be this like equal reciprocity in in that case um it's just about you feeling supported and getting the support you you need uh absolutely did we do an episode on finding your village? I feel like we talked about we it. We did. Yeah. yeah. So I want to link to that because I do think it is important to um, to find some people locally that you can connect with in person, but they don't have to be like your BFFs of all time. They can be clo- They can be acquaintances. They can be friends. And again, you just pick and choose what you share with them. Um, yeah. So I will link to that finding your village episode. I was trying to quickly search for it now and my the baby messed up the keyboard earlier, so I was having some issues. Nice. Um, I don't have anything else to add except I want to make a really corny analogy. So my husband just got home and he asked me if I wanted anything from Whole Foods, and I was like, "No, I'm I'm good," but he knows that I love their tater tots, and so he brought me home tater tots from Whole Foods. Well, I guess it's 11 o'clock in the morning now. So, you know, find your tater tot friends, guys. The people that are like, you know, you don't need anything, but I know you love Whole Foods tater tots, so here they are. I love that. That is so sweet. Oh, that's really cute. (laughs) All right. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. Follow us on social media for news, updates, and calls for questions. You can find me, Beth, at Pizza Real Eats, and Andrea at Dr. Andrea Moore on Instagram and Facebook. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and write us a review. Show notes for this episode and all podcast-related information can be found at realmomsreallife.com.